Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Everybody, welcome to the Midnight Frightcast, episode number eighty-one. It's Zoom meeting number seven. Uh, I am your pantsless host for the night, Josh. Joining me around the campfire is the screen queeners of Maddie, woo, uh, the Doctor of Filmonomics, Greg, and oh, hey. the Doctor of everything else, Patrick. Now, Josh, just because you say you're pantsless doesn't mean that you're not the only one. All right, everybody, willing to stand up and prove it? It's the pants off dance off. <laughs> All right. Um, Everyone stay seated for the entire performance today, okay? <laughs> I was waiting till we went live on Facebook before I stood up and showed the world. Let's uh, kick right into it. Uh, we're not doing news tonight because nobody had any. We're going to go right into what we've been watching. So who's going to kick it off for the night? I could go ahead and jump in with that. Uh, Rachel and I just finished binging Ozark. Uh, we just finished season three, left off in a nice cliffhanger. Well, not so much a cliffhanger, but a what the fuck moment, which was really cool. Looking forward to season four whenever that happens. Once again, all of our shows are probably going to push a year. Lord knows. We'll see what happens with those. Also binged a Ricky Gervais show, season two of After Life. If you have a chance to see that, pretty good show. Working Mom Season 2, binge that. Greg, I know you watched that before. So yes. you might want to check out Season 2. And then last night, for shits and giggles, Rachel and I rewatched 8 Mile. Oh, I like that movie. Yeah, I don't know that I've yeah. ever actually seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. happened to be on TV with commercials, and we sat through all of it with the commercials and everything else. And, you know, it's not a great movie, but Eminem does an admirable job. Uh, Brittany Murphy shows that she could have had a hell of a career if she had lived. And, uh, you know, he got the Oscar for best song that year. Eight Mile was way better than it should have been. Everybody. Oh, I think so. I yeah. fucking love Eminem, so I'll watch anything that he's in, honestly. Yeah. I want him to be in a horror movie. How fun would that be? And that's it for me. Cool, Greg. Greg, what have you been watching? Yeah. So I've been uh, I've been diving into some TV series. Uh, still continuing on with the Last Dance, catching every new episodes or all the new episodes that have been dropped on uh, Sundays. Just fantastic sports documentary. I love sports documentaries. If you get a chance to watch the Last Dance, pull the trigger because you're not going to be disappointed at all. Pouring through Hulu, just checking out a couple different things. Finally got to watch Bless This Mess, which is based in Nebraska. What do you think of that? I've never felt more redneck and hick being represented, or being represented more redneck and hick than watching that show. I'm glad that they, they did something with Nebraska, affiliated with it, but I feel like they, they looked up Nebraska on Wikipedia, took the top two biggest points on there and said, run with that. See, I'm not too Take offended that. by it because I have family members that pretty much represent a lot of characters in that show. Sure. And and I get that, but, you know, I feel like it could have been better represented. You know, I understand there are podunk little towns in Nebraska. 
Well, Greg, you gotta kind of understand that Omaha and Lincoln are like kind of their own separate thing, and then Nebraska is what is doing <laughs> oh, no, its own no. thing. Believe, believe like, me, I'm, I'm a, I've I've got family out in North Platte. I've got family out in Kearney, and I'm not saying that they're hicks by any mean, but I understand that there's more small town in Nebraska than there is there. But it just yeah. it feels very stereotyped. I guess is the word I'm looking for. So. Take that for what you will. It is funny. It's a, it's a very funny show. I enjoy watching Dax Shepard and Lake Bell. I think they do a fantastic job. They got um, good I, love David, I, I love David Koechner. He's, he's probably one of the best comedians out there on, yeah. on film right now. So he does a fantastic job. Just It's, it's kind of right in, the, right in the fence right now for uh, stuff that I've been watching. But the biggest thing that I want to mention that I've been watching, season two of Dead to Me dropped on Friday. And I'm doing my best. I am doing my best to watch this show just a couple episodes at a time because I don't want to burn it too quickly. Um, I actually went back and watched all of season one just to prep for this. And I forgot how great of a show that is. So definitely check out dead to me. Yeah. Christina Applegate and uh, Linda Cardellini, just fantastic job. Uh, Maddie, what do you got? Again, I haven't been watching a lot of horror movies, which is kind of weird for me, but um, I don't know, there just hasn't really been anything on my radar lately that I've wanted to check out, so I've just kind of been watching some old favorites. Um, last night I watched A Time to Kill, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. And then I watched uh, The King and I, and then I watched, uh, I've been really into Kitchen Nightmares lately. <laughs> So that's kind of what I've been checking out. Nothing fun, but just kind of some old favorites that I like to watch. Cool. It's been a writing week for me, so I have not kicked in a lot of um, uh, new stuff. Um, I sat down here the other night and uh, did commentary on uh, The Sound of Music while my wife watched that until she asked me to leave. Uh, Uh, but I did find on Hulu, there's a movie that I've been chasing that finally dropped called The Lodge. And if you have not yes. seen don't know anything about it, you should check out The Lodge on Hulu. It is fucking fantastic. It has got this, like, uh, Shining-esque, like, atmosphere to it. It's got a little bit of uh, The Others kind of feel to it. It's got some, like... Every time you kind of feel like you know what's going to happen or you know what's going on or like you pinpointed like, oh, yep, I got it. I'm guessing. I know I got ahead of it. You're not. You're not ahead of it all, at, at all. It's really, really good. Uh, and I highly recommend checking out that movie on Hulu. That's been one of those movies that's been on my list. I think I'm going to watch it next week regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, been, I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. Uh, really, really good. So... I was happy to find that. That was the, the biggest thing I really watched. We've been trying to start Ozark all, all week and just can't get motivated to start it. So maybe next week. That's it for me. So anybody else got anything else? Nothing? Move on to topic to the thing that Maddie's going to lead right now. Cool. <laughs> Maddie, <laughs> you're going to lead Bless it. you, Maddie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah, I guess. So, uh, we had, we were a little unprepared today, all of us, and we uh, kind of took a while to decide on a topic, and what we kind of settled on was 
creature features because that's what we watched today. So I kind of want to start out by asking you guys, do you think creature features are effective anymore? Because they've kind of, in the 30s, you know, when they first were a thing like Dracula and, you know, the Wolfman and the original creature features, those are like scary ass movies. And now we've gone all the way up to 2020 and we have Sharp and Saw from this prison massacre. <laughs> so like they've really just kind of gone downhill and like, okay, first of all, again, that was Greg's fault. <laughs> but also, <laughs> so yeah, they've just really kind of gone downhill. So do you think you can still make a scary creature feature anymore? Or do you think that's just kind of, that's all they are now. It's just trash. I don't know that I necessarily call them trash. I, I think creature features hold a very similar uh, platform to where slashers are, where you're going in. Slashers aren't scary much anymore. You go in to watch them. They're fun movies to watch. People are going to die. How creative are they going to die? They're, they hold a very, a very similar stance. But what I like about creature features is it isn't a, a person versus person. It is literally everybody grouping together to try and defeat whatever this entity is, whether it's a, a man-made creature, a uh, nature-made creature, a space-made creature, whatever it happens to be, it's people versus creature. And I think that's really kind of a cool way to go about a movie because you literally have everybody as a team. You know, you don't have people fighting against each other. Yeah, there may be squabbles, but it's, it's interesting to see what, A, what the creatures they come up with that they're going up against very similar to what our movie is that we're reviewing today and how these people are going to overcome these odds to defeat whatever this menacing creature is. So. And not your second margarita there. Ole. Change his name back to Minnie Mouse. He's only had two. <laughs> Anyone else have any comments on not Greg's lightweight habits, but um, whether you think horror movies can be effective anymore? I am not weight light. Shut up. You're not weight light. Okay. With higher quality, drunk I am. Yeah. With higher quality movies and the quality of CGI nowadays, I think there is a higher standard that needs to be met in order for them to be effective. As we see movies where they try to do CGI instead of practical effects and it's bad CGI, it really takes you out of the moment. Mm -hmm. I would rather have good practical effects as opposed to bad CGI any day of the year in my creature feature films. I still enjoy creature features. I still enjoy a really good monster movie. But once again, expectations are higher. If you're not going to have a decent-looking CGI monster, then you need to show it less. Let your imagination just go wild with what that creature is. I think one movie in the past few years that did a really good job of that, and, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. Josh, I know you saw it. I think it was called The Monster or The Creature? Yeah, it was The Monster. Is it called, called The Monster? My favorite ones. That and, we've watched in the last few years. Yes. Uh, and, and I've had a few that's popped up over the past couple of years. I thought Crawl was a really good creature feature. And then there's one called Troll Hunter uh, in yes. 2010 that was done really, really well. So I think there's still a place for it. It's still something I really enjoy. But once again, we've got that higher 
when we, when we've set the bar so high for movies now that I think it's hard to do a decent creature feature. Josh, what do you think? I mean, kind of like Patrick Drake said, like uh, the creature features anymore. I, I I think they can still be effective, but at this point, they're made kind of like Greg said for fun. You know what I mean? How creative can you get with the kills? Uh, what kind of monster can you come up with? And some are like like very few are are hit. Very few are hit. There's a lot of misses when you go. Like you said, the Sharp, Kinsall, Women's Prison thing, whatever. We'll go with that. That was a clear miss. And there's a lot of those out there, but then you get movies, like Patrick said, he brought up uh, The Monster, which is one of my favorite movies that we've watched in the last few years. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Crawl, which 100% could have been lost on CGI and could have been terrible, was actually really well done. Uh, couldn't tell. Yeah, that was the one that I think for the three of us guys in this group came out of left field and ended up on our top ten list. Yeah. But again, like Patrick said, there's got to be a way to... I feel like a lot of uh, creature features have ruined themselves by showing the creature. That you can get away with a lot if you just show a little. And a good example for me, as far as kind of A-list movies that have come out was A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place lost it for me once they showed the monster in that movie. All of a sudden, I it, it took me out of that movie. Or they or they showed too much, or they showed the creature at all? Uh, too much. Too much. A full, complete shot of that creature was unnecessary um, to me. And they waited till the end. I'm pretty sure they waited till the end to even show no, they didn't get they didn't get that far, Greg. I don't think so. No, I think you saw like you saw bits and pieces of it as it went along, but you didn't get like the actual full frame shot of it until the end. But you can kind of figure out what was going on gotcha. throughout the movie. But yeah, I mean, any more like taking different sea creatures or whatever and smashing them together and making shark whale or whatever the fuck they're making anymore. Shark- I mean, there, there actually is a, a, a fish called the whale shark, Josh. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I actually know that. Uh, I'm not no dummy. Yeah, you do now. Um, I'm wearing my whatever. Um, well, you're not wearing <laughs> pants, that's for sure. I'm not wearing pants. But you get my point. I feel like you can still make a very good and creative creature feature today. I, Josh, I since you're not the, wearing pants, can you put both hands above the table so we can see them? <laughs> Thank you. I feel like if I, I feel like if I stood up, there'd be a whole other creature feature movie going on. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so, well, you brought it up. I let it go. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I, don't I, I say. Think, I'm going to say, don't say I brought it up because well, if it's up, you know. <laughs> I feel like I can do the rest of the podcast like this now. Yeah, yeah, you need to, actually. Hand check. <laughs> I, I think one of the better one of the better creature features that I've done, and I'm not a huge fan of this movie just because of the reveal, was Cloverfield. Mm. You don't see a lot of the monster, but you know that it's there. You see pieces of it, just very scant pieces of it as it goes throughout the movie. 
until you get to that final scene where it's looking down on the two main characters. Yeah. And at that point, it kind of kills the movie. At least it did for me. But yeah. I think they did a really good job with, you know, utilizing the uh, the mystery of what the creature is, which I think is the best the best weapon that horror has going for it is use the mystery, use the the viewer's imagination of what this creature is. Um, and I know that's one of the bigger things I'll talk about when we get to the, the feature for tonight that we're reviewing is you, you, you show your hand too soon and all of a sudden you lose that. And it's, it kind of kills the, the tension and the anticipation of what is this creature? What, what is so evil? What is so uh, horrific about this thing? that I need to be afraid of. Speaking of creatures, do you guys think a movie is like the creatures are better if it's like giant X movie, like we just watched a giant pig movie. Like, do you think that's better or do you think it's makes more sense and it's more fun if it's something like totally made up and like a created thing? Like we were just talking about the ritual with the big moose monster thing. (laughs) I almost said Bullwinkle. Badass <laughs> Bullwinkle. Yeah, badass Bullwinkle. <laughs> so, like, because like, some of the made-up creatures are really cool. I'm thinking of Silent Hill right now. But, like, yeah. or do you like, like, Anaconda, where it's, like, a living creature, but it's just got really big? For me, it doesn't really matter what the creature is. I mean, obviously, if it's Anaconda or if it's uh, Boar or what have you, I know what it's going to look like. And I think you, the filmmaker has a little bit more of an uphill battle because, okay, we've already got this established creature that people know what it looks like, you know, giant snake, giant pig, whatever. What is going to make this terrifying for people to see? Whereas you take uh, the monster, the movie, the monster, or things like that, where you can create these brand new characters. It's a little bit easier for them to, uh, and for filmmaker, for storytelling of how much are we going to show this thing? And when do we do the big reveal? Because we know people are going to want to get to see what this thing looks like. So I, it doesn't matter for me. It all comes down to the storytelling. Are you developing the tension? Are you keeping the, the creature, be it uh, natural made or whatever made? Are you, are you keeping uh, a mystery about it? Are you not showing your hand too soon? And are you keeping that tension and the atmosphere of the movie so that you're keeping your, uh, your viewers attention and you're keeping that tension heightened. Yeah. I After, think, or Josh, yeah, go ahead. What do you think? You know, the monster was like a whole different kind of thing because the monster had this like whole secondary story going on with the mother and the daughter outside of the creature feature part, which is why I like that movie so much was because I like the creature feature part of it, but the whole secondary part of that story is what I really enjoyed about the movie. But all creature features, they can't be like that. You know, ours today was, I'm like, oh, well, uh, well yeah, we'll, we'll save that for the um, discussion. But a lot of those are just, you know, they're made for fun and creative kills. And some of them are just kind of fun to, to see what people came up with. So, but I'm a hundred percent on board with a, a good, a good creature feature. Uh, the ones that they're cranking out, you know, I made this in seven days are not so, you know, I could deal with uh, fewer of those. And if you, you sit there and you take your time and you think of something uh, creative and a good story behind it, I'm all on board for, for those. If so. you're going to go big, then do something like Godzilla. 
otherwise I think crawl was so effective for me because it was so realistic. It's like something that could have happened almost. I mean, it was heightened reality. Sure. But it was still something that that could have happened. Um, and then, like I said, with mon- the monster, yeah, the creature itself was not a huge creature, but they didn't show much of it. And that's what mm-hmm. made it effective for me. I would also like to see a return to some of the older creatures, like do some sort of take on Creature from the Black Lagoon somehow or another and, and see what you could do with that nowadays. Right. And I feel I, like I'm coming, uh, really. I feel like they're starting to attack some of those older films and, and redoing them. I'm not sure you'd say they're redoing them better. Right. But they're definitely... That's what that's what scares me if they pick up a creature from the Black Lagoon is what are they going to do with that and how pissed off am I going to be because it's going to be fucking stupid CGI crap. Well, that's why I'm saying not necessarily do Creature of the Black Lagoon or redo Creature of the Black Lagoon, but do something like it, a creature right, like that, that. But that's what they're going to do is they're going to go back because it's already got the name. It's got an established franchise. They're going to take the creature from the Black Lagoon and they're going to try and recreate it so that they can bring in all those old fans just so they, just so they can make their money back. Right. That's, the, that's the, the bad part of where we're at right now with remakes and reboots. And I'm not getting into a remake and reboot discussion here, but that's what they're doing. They're not doing anything creative anymore. Uh, speaking of Patrick, you brought up like Godzilla. Um, there's kind of with creature features, it kind of seems like it's gone in like stages and eras, just kind of like the zombie movies. And so Godzilla came out in the fifties when we had like the nuclear scare and all that stuff. Do you like when they put that kind of realistic spin on what's going on, or like- definitely, definitely, because then you can relate to it a lot easier. If we have some sort of zombie movie coming out in the next two years that had based on, wow, a virus that has affected the entire world, you can start to relate that on a more human level. You can connect to that. You know, if if, if a movie had come out about uh, a nuclear enhanced creature after Chernobyl, you can relate to that. Do you guys put like aliens in the creature feature? genre or are they is that like i don't know if I, I do personally i know that it's considered sci-fi as well but those the aliens are creatures definitely and uh, talk about doing it with practical effects the right way that was the way to do it i i think it could go either way i mean obviously yeah it leans more towards sci-fi but you know for the for the uh the example of the alien franchise i think it is considered a creature feature because you know, we don't know what all exists out in, in space. So yeah, it could very well be something that's out there and it is a creature. So give it that, I guess, but it's, it's one of those that it falls under many genres or subgenres, I guess, if you will. If you guys were going to take like a cryptid and that you want to see a horror movie made from, like, what would you pick? Like what mythical creature do you think has not been represented enough and you want to see a movie from them? Unicorns. Unicorns. <laughs> so Josh doesn't get to talk for us this topic. <laughs> like Rainbow Bright, the horror film. You know <laughs> what I mean? Just goring people running down the street. The narwhal unicorn adventure. Yeah. 
this narwhal just comes out of the water and just got people on there like a fucking right. mob. <laughs> I don't know, necessarily mythical, but creatures from lore. Sorry, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, you know, if you could pull out some of the, the Brothers Grimm, I'm not sure that there's... Are they, me, are they kind of fairy tale brothers? I mean, obviously they are fairy tale, but they're I feel like German we, people. most fairy tales are. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> most, most fairy tales are angry German people. <laughs> so, sorry, Padre, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep going. No, I was just going to say for me personally, if we're going to pull something from lore, from myth, I would go more towards the demon creature than just like a, a beast. That's what I would want personally. I always loved uh, Greek mythology. I thought those are those are some fantastic stories. They came out with some great characters and great creatures and all that. One that I would love to see that I don't feel has been captured quite right as of yet is the Kraken. Yeah, you know, they they they've touched it in uh, in Clash of the Titans and uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, but it just it doesn't feel. I don't know necessarily want to say big enough, but it doesn't feel real enough. Yeah. It could it could never feel big enough for you, huh, Greg? Never. Okay. Never. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> I mean, I I said mine like any like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the horror film, any cartoon Ooh. that you just turn into horror film, I'll just do that. I have yeah. no. Idea. I mean, fucking look at the, the banana splits. We had a blast with that movie. That was a good, good time. I, I honestly have like no good answer for you, Maddie, because I have no idea. <laughs> so I'm just throwing cartoons out and see what's going to see what sticks. I have no clue. <laughs> I would really like to see a movie about the Jersey Devil. I don't feel like that's ever been done. Oh, wow. yeah. And like, I think that'd be really cool. Especially some of the descriptions of the Jersey Devil are like, yeah, because I've but, only had like a handful of movies with that topic, mm-hmm. and even the one that was labeled the Jersey Devil, it, it really wasn't a creature yeah. feature. Yeah, I'm sure that wasn't great. <laughs> if they were going to make like a movie, like not something you want to see, but like what creatures kind of bother you the most? Like I'm sure Greg's is going to be spiders. Like, what I don't do you have just, an like, answer. Not want? You... I was going to say, what do you just like not want to see? <laughs> I know mine would be like a giant hair monster, like just coming up out of the shower. I'd be like, I'm done. I'm out. Out. Or like like a six foot like toddler, like I'd be out. Don't watch Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Okay, yeah. Is that my like, is that my nom? That's, yeah, yeah. That would be, that would be your, uh, that would put you in therapy for the next 30 years. Oh God! No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a giant spider monster necessarily, or like multitudes of giant spiders, or whatever. It's just it. It's got to be done right. And again, that kind of goes back to setting the tension, finding a way to make that creature terrifying. And granted, yeah, it's a spider, so there's going to be a lot of people who are arachnophobes that just don't want to see that. But if you do it right, it's going to give them those nightmares. It's going to put them into therapy for the next thirty years. And I think that's. That's the mark of an effective creature feature is if yeah. you've got people thinking about it for years on end. Or, you know, like like Jaws is a perfect example. Nobody wants to go into the water because of a fucking shark. Or even the swimming pool. Where does logic fall into that? There's no sharks in a swimming pool, yet people are afraid of going into the swimming pool. Sharknado. Sharknado, shark perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, I don't think there's yeah, a movie that 
a creature feature that they could make that I wouldn't be willing to watch. Josh? Yeah, probably Thundercats. I think Thundercats would be Jesus, the, uh, the cartoon that I'd be like, I don't really want to see that more. <laughs> so, yeah, I avoid the, the Thundercats movie. Uh, what? Don't look at me like that. So we are. Uh, uh, no, they made that movie. They made Cats. And I think that's just like, it's <laughs> a scary-ass movie. See? Terrifying. Maybe that's what we should do from here on out is find normal movies and turn them into horror movies. Yeah. Let's start with cats. Yeah, check out those trailers that they do on YouTube. There, there's people dedicated to converting uh, movie trailers into horror films. And one one that I got a big kick out of was the movie Big, turned oh, into like okay. this turned into this like scary pedophile killer movie. They did a really good job with Mary Poppins. Yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That little, I like. I'd watch that. I watched the mm-hmm. fuck out of that. What's like if you were gonna name like your favorite creature in a horror movie, like of all time? Who's your favorite creature? I know mine right off the top of my head is uh, Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. I think he is an amazing creature, and I love that they did practical effects throughout that entire movie. I would have to agree with you. I think. I mean, just the entire Silent Hill movie is incredibly well done. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the nurses in there are fucking terrifying. But yeah, the, what, the way they set up Pyramid Head is incredible. I'm actually going to go with Pan's Labyrinth. I think the creatures that they put in that are freaking terrifying. Pale Man is disgusting, most of yeah. all, but not one you would want to run into. The, the deer, Pan, whatever you want to call him, is an incredible creature. I think I'm going to go with Zombievers. Zombievers are pretty terrifying. I wouldn't want to run into those at all. Uh, they're hard to kill. and um, But it's a really good movie. It's a lot of fun. So, I don't know. Jaws? I'd probably go with the classic. Uh, you know, Jaws. First of all, too, like that's, a, that's a, a thing from your childhood, too. A ridiculous fear. How many times did you mm-hmm. jump into a swimming pool after seeing that movie and go, mm, maybe not, So, or stay out of the deep end? Mm-hmm. So, go with the classic, Jaws. Patrick, what do you got? If for creature feature movies, my favorites, I, I don't think I have a favorite, to tell you the truth. I just know what I don't like, and that's just mm-hmm. bad. Bad CGI. Yeah. Bad CGI for it. Yeah. yeah I agree with that. Anyone else have any creature feature stuff that they want to mention? No, I think we. I think we dragged that one as far as we could go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tried. You did awesome. Hey, man. it was, it was a great say, job. It was I said than it I would. Been. Yeah, you said did. Awesome. I would make some shit up. Yeah, you did pretty good. So, but I'm gonna turn it back over to Josh. Well, I'm gonna turn it back over to Maddie because she's gonna pull a couple of villains out of her hat. Uh, so I we can do a uh, villain versus villain. Or whatever we're calling that now. That's what we've been calling it. We got the entity from It Follows versus Pazuzu from The Exorcist. <laughs> Ooh. That one actually makes some sort of sense. Um, I'll start off and go with Pazuzu because, I mean, that one just kind of, like, enters and possesses you. Like, just randomly, it follows. Don't you have to fuck somebody? So all you have to do is keep it in your pants. So Josh is screwed today. 
but um, <laughs> you just kind of have to keep it in your pants to not get the demon STD. So go with the Zeus pills. <laughs> I think I would have to agree. I think Pazuzu takes the cake on this one. It, uh, it it picks and chooses who it wants, and it wreaks havoc within. Whereas you're uh, you're chased, if you will, and you keep it in your pants, and you don't have to worry about uh, devil chlamydia or murder chlamydia, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I hated it. Follows. I hated that movie with a passion. So um, Pazuzu, it is for me. Yes, while Pazuzu was the driving force for the entire Exorcist franchise and was the demon that, that went into people, it was it was hard to visualize Pazuzu. It was almost easier to visualize the entity from It Follows. So when it came to something that was on screen that actually bothered me, the entity actually bothered me a little bit more than what Pazuzu himself did. However, the effectiveness of The Exorcist was pretty tough on a young boy who had seen the movie way too soon. So I'm going to have to say Pazuzu as well. I keep wanting to like rewatch It Follows to try to give it like a better chance. Because, I mean, I don't know. It's somewhat creative. Somewhat. I don't know. but It is. I'm not fair to that movie at all. I've seen that movie a handful of times. I cannot just, I can't get into it at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And maybe I think that one got a little too overhyped for me. Um, It was on a lot of people's like top 10, like number one spot on their list that year it came out. And I just don't get it. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of my beef with that movie. Do you think it comes down to a a quantity versus a quality kind of a thing where Pazuzu possesses one person and just annihilates them basically whereas anytime the uh the entity and it follows gets passed on it's just continually moving continually moving you don't really get to see the the whole effect of what this thing could do i don't know this overall idea of Pazuzu for me is just scary um, no i agree i 100 percent agree it's just a scary thing it follows i never found I never found that movie scary, I guess. The scariest thing, I guess, kind of about that movie was the fact that it never stops. You know what I mean? Like, it never, you you have to stop to sleep and, you know, and eat and whatever, and it doesn't. It can just keep going. And that's kind of a, a scary thought, but, like, the overall, I, overall idea of The Exorcist is just cool. 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 All right. Uh, on to our topic for the night. Our feature that we watched this week was chosen by the uh, doctor of filmonomics himself. Uh, he chose a movie called Boar. That is B-O-A-R. Yeah. And have you tell us why you chose it here in a second, Greg, but Patrick, give deets. Boar, 2018, running about an hour 36, showing on Shutter. In the harsh yet beautiful Australian outback lives a beast, an animal of staggering size with a ruthless driving need for blood and destruction. It cares for none, defends its territory with brutal force, and kills with a raw animalistic savagery unlike any have seen before. IMDb rating 5.1, 
and no ratings available for the Metacritic score or Rotten Tomatoes critic or Rotten Tomatoes audience. And those are the deets. So, Greg, let's toss out why we chose that movie. So, kind of very similar to our topic, we have not really done a good creature feature in a while. And I'll put quotations around good. I just, we haven't done a creature feature movie in a while. And I, I've been kind of scouring Shudder just to see what was out there. And Boar came up and just, it really was interesting to me. Just the thought of a, a giant pig scouring the Australian countryside, just destroying anything that it came across. And so it sounded like it was a, uh, a good choice. And I'm, I'm interested to hear what your guys' thoughts are. Well, who wants to kick in and kind of start? Who wants oh. to break down board? I'll start. I actually really thought this movie was a good time. Um, I had, I had actually, I'm sorry, Greg, but I had put it on in the background while I was doing something else because I thought it was going to be really bad. And, um, like, I ended up totally abandoning what I was doing and just watching Bork, who I thought it was fine. Horror movie? I wouldn't say that because they put a lot of just fun in here. So, I mean, but we just talked about that. Creature features kind of are fun. One thing that I kind of noticed is this is one of the first horror movies I've ever watched where at least some of the characters are really likable. Most of the time, I think they kind of, they're just like, and then all these people are going to die. I don't give a fuck if you like them or not. They can all be as obnoxious as I want. But, like, I liked some of the characters in here. Like, the two older guys, I was actually kind of bummed that they died. The only, like, real criticism I had of this movie is a lot of the scenes could have been tightened up a little bit just as far as time went. Like, they just kind of tried, it seemed like they were trying to put so much dialogue in here. And I think if they had just shaved, like, a couple minutes off of a lot of the scenes, quite frankly, they would have probably smoothed and been a little tighter, a little, just not as long. But, like, I one scene in particular with the two older guys, Blue and Ken, I think, were, like, standing out there, like, arguing. I kind of wanted to be like, okay, you've been arguing for, like, five minutes, and five minutes of screen time is a lot. Mm. Shut up. <laughs> just kind of <laughs> go. But, no, otherwise, like, I thought this movie was fun, and, like, Fun fact, like, pigs don't get that big, but there are feral hogs that are, they're mean, and they will fuck your shit up, and they're having a huge <laughs> problem with them down in Texas, so, like, this isn't that far from the truth, like, they're not, as I said, they're not as big as a rhino, but they get three, four hundred pounds, they're a big motherfucker. So, yeah, overall, like, great job, this was a good movie. Yeah. Patrick? I kind of had to let go on this one. Once again, it's one of those movies you can't take seriously. It is a movie which I hearken back to what I was saying during the topic, that I wish they would have shown less of the creature itself. The, I mean, the practical effects themselves weren't that bad, to tell you the truth. But I just they just showed way too much of the bore all throughout the movie. There was not a lot of tie-in between, it almost seems like it jumped from vignette to vignette as it was going through the movie. Okay, I'm going to kill this group of people. Okay, next I'm going to kill this group of people, and then I'm going to kill this group of people. I kind of wanted it to see, because you started out with the family at the very beginning, and I kind of wanted to see how it would terrorize them all the way through the movie instead of focusing on them in the last, uh, what, on the third act 
Right. Probably. I was pleased to see, and I, I need to look at his name here real quick, John Jarrett, who is the older gentleman in the film. He was actually in Wolf Creek. I enjoy him as a character actor. However, I thought the conversation between him and and the other guy when they were trying to go back and get the gun or get the bullets because they had run out of they only had what one bullet. So I want you to go back and get it. And then they argued about it for a while. And it just seemed like they were making up the dialogue on the spot because the dialogue didn't do anything to drive the story forward. And it just seemed like they were hesitating. It, it seemed like it was an improv scene instead of actually being scripted. And, and there were some things throughout that that I kind of felt the writing was a bit weak. But that's about halfway through. And I said to myself, you're taking this too fucking seriously. Sit back and just enjoy <laughs> it for what it is. And after that point, then I was able to enjoy the movie a lot more than 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 what I think I would have had I kept that tone watching it all the way through an example of that bad writing, by the way, was when he found the, the older guy found the young lady on the ground and she was bleeding profusely and in pain. And he tells her, don't talk. And then immediately asks her, what's your name? (laughs) So that to me, that was kind of a sample of the writing all the way through. But once again, like I said, once I let go, I enjoyed the movie. Was that big meaty guy, a wrestler? I don't know what his background no, I, is. I don't think he was a wrestler. He was actually in one of the opening scenes of the movie Troy. I don't know if you remember that at all. He was in the WWE back in the early 2000s. He's a powerlifting. Oh, he okay. Yeah, it says powerlifting champion, strongman, and former WWE professional wrestler. He was also in Mad Max, by the way. Yeah, he was. The Mad Fury Max. Road. Yeah. Hmm. I. This is my second viewing of Boar. I like this movie a lot, actually. I'm kind of on the other end as far as like, uh, this is the one time that it didn't bother me when they were showing the full creature. Um, I actually enjoyed seeing that. Um, I, that worked for me. Uh, Patrick was kind of right. This is kind of like two different movies. You follow the family in the beginning and then you follow the, the two old guys and his daughter for like a good chunk of that movie. And then once a few random, kind of kills are done, uh, like the people at the the campsite and everything. Then it kicks back. You, you get Finally, you get back to the family. Um, so it's almost like watching two different movies. Um, I thought a lot of the kills in there were, were really fun. Um, I had a really good time. Uh, so this is one of those movies where you just kind of had to sit back and go, okay, it's a giant fucking cake. How serious do you want me to be? It, it's a movie that just gives you every excuse to sit back and watch a fun movie. So, yeah, I had a really good time with Boar. I'm really glad and excited that Greg picked that one. Because um, we've had some major stinkers for the last few weeks. It's not even you, Maddie. It's they've all kind of picked some stinkers. Um, so Boar kind of, I feel like, kind of brought it back a little bit around. And uh, hopefully we can kind of continue the upward trend of picking some decent shit and not await further instructions or, I don't know, like the void. So, you know, stuff like that. Oh, 
Easy, easy. Oh, we want to get I'll our ass the boys. kicked. <laughs> uh, God. I'm, I'm feeling really safe right now because we're doing this Zoom thing and we're not meeting in person. I'm just... Maddie's going to throw down next time we're together. Yeah. yeah. You know, Josh, you talked about the kills. There was one kill in there that I really did enjoy, and that's when the that's when the father bit it, the stepfather. Oh, my, yeah, that was super that fun. Was a, that, was a, that was a lot of fun. The only real CG that I really noticed in that movie was because that... That boar was practical, but that head bite was, that yeah. was, was a lot of fun. So. I do want to add, like, because you guys were talking about, like, showing too much of the movie. These, like, big animal movies that already exist, I don't mind as much when they show it. Because I'm like, I already know what a big pig looks like. I've seen Harvey Weinstein. Like, I know what that is. So, like, I think it's when they have, like, something kind of, like, strange that is, I don't want to see, like, the whole creature, because I think I can imagine it worse. But as I said, I can imagine a big pig. I know what a big spider looks like. I know what a big snake looks like. So I don't really mind when they show, like, the whole thing in these instances. Greg. Yeah, Greg, did you like this movie you it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I kind of am sitting on the fence, not necessarily whether I liked it or not, but the story is usually the big driving force for me to like a movie. This movie the story was minimal at best. And I think uh, Patrick said at best where it's like little vignettes of short stories based around this hog, just destroying these people. And really the, the whole question that I asked you, if you had, uh, been able to understand the lingo of these Australian people talking, going through the whole story thing. I had a, I had trouble with it, but it didn't bother the movie for me because I wasn't really concerned about what the story was. I wanted to see what this giant pig could fucking do. And that's really what I got. And I'm super glad that it was. I actually, I really enjoyed this movie. I'm not saying that it's a, an Academy Award winner or anything, but there's plenty of gore in this. Um, actually, I, I wanted. There's one kill that I wanted to put up above the the stepfather was the girl from the. Uh, oh crap! I don't remember what scene it was, but she was sitting next to a log, and the hog attacked, and she had the uh, the tusk was going up through her face. I thought it was a fantastic kill. It was kind of towards the the first third, maybe second third of the movie. I don't know if you remember that at all. Right after the uh, the tent attack. Oh, Sheridan? Yeah. Sure. Sheridan. Sure. Um, I thought it was one of the better kills, but this, this movie had a lot of really good gore, I felt. You know, you got to see what this pig could really do. And, you know, it, it helps with our our talk about the, uh, the creature features. And, yeah, they showed a little bit more of what this pig was, and it kind of took away from it. But you all know what a, a giant boar looks like or a giant warthog looks like or a razorback, whatever you want to call it. So it comes down to what can this thing do? How is it going to terrorize these people? How is it going to make this life horrific for people that come across its path? And I think boar showed a, a great representation of what a, uh, a creature could do when it feels threatened within its own environment. I don't know that I can say much more about that. I, I feel like the uh, the big meaty guy, I wish I had names and I apologize. Uh, I thought that fight uh, between the boar and him in the shack was probably one of the best parts of this entire movie. 
just seeing these two go toe to toe and him eventually getting just fucking stomped by this thing was just a great uh, great part of the movie. That was a good scene, but here's part of the problem that I had with it. And it was, this is, this boar is big enough and strong enough to fucking knock over a vehicle. So they run into this shed, which is made of old barn wood. It just Mm -hmm. had problems. So it, obviously it's a, uh, it, you have to suspend disbelief. You know, it, it comes exactly, down to it. exactly very sim, very similar to what I said. It's it's very similar to a, a slasher film. Well, a lot of stuff that happens in slasher films cannot happen in normal life, and it's very similar to this. There's no such thing as a 400, 500, 600 pound boar roaming around the the outback of Australia. But here we go. So let's have a little bit of fun with it, and I think that's exactly what this movie captures is a giant creature destroying life that comes across its path. And I, again, it's, it's a fun movie. And I, I think that it's just, I don't know. I don't know that I can say much more than that. I just want to point uh, out, this is my wildlife biologist coming through, but pigs <laughs> are technically a prey animal since they have the eyes on the side of their head. And so it would, it would hunt more or it would look out more through sight. So just getting out of this thing line of sight could probably help you. So that's, I think why they went into the shack, not because they thought it could like withstand if this thing went slamming through it. I think it's just one of those things where it's, if it's looking for you, it can't see you. Um, One thing I did appreciate was the practical effects in this. uh, Most of all, where this could have gone South very quickly there were a couple instances where they did use CGI, mostly to show the boar running. Um, there's a couple of scenes where I remember it running, especially when it had the uh, the douche boyfriend where it was running off, and you could definitely tell that it was CGI. Really kind of killed it for me. But the uh, the majority use of practical effects of this boar, I think, really enhanced what the movie was. Speaking of the douchey boyfriend, that's, like, one thing in this movie that, like, I just, like, could not. Him and that girl just, like, constantly, like, dry-humping each other throughout the whole movie. Like, in front of her parents? That is beyond me, like, why anyone does that. And I'm sure it happened, but I was just trying to, like, picture that. Like, I'm at a family reunion, just, like, yeah, air-fucking my boyfriend, like, in front of my dad. And I was just like, who does that? Come on, stop. That was like, as I said, not a huge part of the movie, but it just kind of bugged me. It was like, come on. I feel like it was one of those pieces where they were trying to develop the characters into, this is the guy you want to hate, and these are the people you want to like. And the story of this really just, it doesn't work as well. It's more about what the pig is and how it, goes through and runs or how it interacts with the people that it comes across. So don't, don't take it too, uh, too highly. Yeah. Don't go in with the bar too high with the, with a story on this one. Yeah. Cool. Everybody ready to rate and, uh, recommend. Sure thing. So normally, uh, so we're going to, we would be normally rate on three different things. I think tonight we'll go fun factor. Is that fair? Yep. Back there, and then war score, and then overall, overall, overall score. So, uh, let's keep, Greg, you pick it. You start. For a fun factor, I would actually give it a five. You know, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Um, again, don't 
set the bar too high. Go in knowing that you're going to have fun. You're going to see some really cool deaths and great gore. It's it's a, a decent horror movie, so I'm going to give it a five. Eddie? Um, on Fun Factor, I'll actually give it a seven or eight. I thought this was a really good time, and especially um, because of the last uh, Creature Feature we watched, which was not fun, more just like a yeast infection. Um, this was really, this was a good time. Like, I had a lot of fun watching it. Well, Patrick? Once I was able to sit back and just enjoy it as opposed to try to take it seriously, I had so much more fun with it. So I'm going to give it between a five and a six, probably a six, because it was much better than a couple other things we've seen recently. Cool. I'm going to go kind of same as Maddie. I'm going to go seven, eight. Uh, That was a ton of fun. I had a really good time. I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, yeah, I'm going to go seven, seven, eight. Uh, Gore score, Gregory. I'm actually going to give it a seven. I think we get some great gore out of this. A lot of blood. A lot of creative kills. Uh, the use of the fucking tusks and the hooves by this boar, I think they just did a really great job with. Uh, again, it comes down to the practical effects, and I think it just they've done a lot better than some of the movies that we have seen up into this point. So uh, I think a seven is a really good score for the gore. Eddie? Yeah, I'll give it a four or five. There's some really decent gore in here. Patrick? Yeah, I, I think I would agree with, the, with, with Maddie on that. There was plenty of blood... Didn't see a lot of like limbs torn apart or anything, but there was the decapitation, which was really sweet. So probably four, five, five, right in there. The campfire stuff also. There's all the stuff, <laughs> uh, the leftovers of the campfire scene also. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go like six, six, seven. Um, I thought it was really fair on the uh, on the, the gore and everything in that movie. Definitely, I think I felt like it's more gore than we've seen in a little while. Yeah, I'm gonna go six, seven. So, Greg, overall, what do you got? Overall, I think I'm going to give it a, a six and a half. Um, again, it's it's not big on story, but if you're looking for a fun movie where people just get fucking throttled, I think you're gonna you're gonna have a good time with this one. And again, it comes down to those the practical effects and seeing what this pig can do to these people. So, uh, six and a half, I think, is my score. Many. Yeah, I'll give this movie a seven. I had a really good time watching it. I thought it was fun. I would recommend it to people. I think I already have. So, yeah. Cool. Patrick? Probably in line with my fun factor for this one, between five and six, probably probably 5.5 right in there. Would I recommend it to someone? Uh, yeah, I'd recommend it and say don't take it seriously. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, seven, but I'm going to add the point five just because Watching Nathan Jones sing Ice Size Baby was a really good time. So I'm going to get that Is Is that the, the name of the Big Meaty guy? Yeah. Thanks. It's not uh, just okay. Big Meaty, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So had a really good time. It was a uh, really good pick, Greg. Uh, thanks for kind of starting to bring us back out of that the movie picking slump. And maybe it's just been the last couple weeks. I picked some dog crap movies, so I need to uh, set my game back up. Four was a good choice. Uh, we got to do plugs. Who's got them? Who's plugging? I've been plugging local businesses, so I'll go ahead. And this is weird for me, but uh, Rake's Beef in Ashland, Nebraska. So partway between Lincoln and Omaha. They're doing American Wagyu steaks. I've been told they're really good. I have no idea. 
But uh, they're super nice people. We go there for my boyfriend's birthday, and I send some stuff out for Easter, and they're just really great. So if you're looking for some good quality Nebraska beef, that's not the three fine gentlemen here. Go to Rakes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Beefy. That, that was just complimentary and good one, Garak. Patrick. So if you're a fan of the Frightcast, and we know that you are, make sure that you help us out. Head on over to iTunes or whatever format you are listening to the podcast on and make sure that you rate and review us. But more importantly, recommend us to people. You can find us on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, and many, many, many more. You can also find us on all the social medias. Just look for Midnight Frightcast. And finally, check out our films at MidnightFrightFilms.com. Cool. So for Maddie and Greg and Patrick and myself, this has been the Midnight Frightcast, episode number 81. I'm going to go put on pants and I will see you all later. <laughs> <laughs>